Higgins, and I'm mingling with the Mimosa Mamas. Ladies, you heard right. We have B. Ben Higgins from The Bachelor talking with us live today with his backwards hat and sexy smile. You'll love how real and raw he gets with us. He needs no introduction. I'm so pumped to be here. Awesome. Well, as we told you, we're the Mimosa Mamas, and um, hopefully with no judgment, you see us clicking our our champagne glasses here. Ting, ting. (laughs) Um, So, Ben, Aaron's going to go in, and we're going to ask you the first question. Yeah, so, Ben, we really want to know what's your go-to order at your favorite hometown restaurant. So I'm assuming Indiana or Denver, either one works. Okay, so I'm going to do them both. Awesome. Um, In Indiana, there's a small little fast food restaurant called Penguin Point. And Penguin Point has breaded tenderloins, which are really only in the Midwest. And uh, a breaded tenderloin is like a pork patty that's breaded. And you put uh, lettuce and pickle and mustard and mayonnaise on it. It's the best thing in the world. Um, and then in Denver, I uh, we, I just opened up a restaurant called Ashkara. And uh, Ashkara has a, a saganaki, which is like a cheese. It's like a fried cheese in a skillet. And it is the best thing I've ever had in my life. Oh, my God. Shut up. By the way, um, when I was in Denver, and I'm so sad I missed you because I would have loved to meet you in person, but that's on our bucket list for sure. We want to come to Ashkara and meet you at Ashkara in person someday. So it's a, oh, oh, you're so sweet. It's a cheese, you said? I want to know about this plate that he's talking about. Fried cheese? Yeah, well, so it comes (laughs) in a little like a kettle, and it's cheese. And then it's uh, it's put over a skillet, so it's like melted real thin, and it's fried on top, so like it's crusty on top. Get and they out. put lemon on it to kind of bring out some acidity. And it, it is like I want to explain it. It's like sour. It's like it's like a sour, really good cheese that you put on pita bread. It is heavenly. Oh Who thought God, of this wait. idea? Was was this your idea? Are you a lover of cheese? Uh, I think the Israelis thought of it this idea or somebody way um, before them like okay. someplace in mesopotamia i, I don't know where <laughs> okay <laughs> okay okay awesome. i was wondering because i'm obsessed with cheese so we're all i, I can't we're both <laughs> obsessed with cheese who isn't obsessed with cheese okay so we're gonna get a little more serious here okay? okay what do you wish you had known when you started the bachelor franchise so we're talking about way before any of the bachelor um you know, fame came and all of the craziness and weirdness, as you call it. Um, what do you wish that you had known? Um, I wish I, I wish I would have known that life was going to be all right. I was 24. I was out here in Denver. I was at a job, uh, that was a good job, but I didn't love it. And I was just felt very lost. And so I spent a good part of my early twenties feeling insignificant and a little bit insecure and so i wish now i would have known hey everything's gonna be all right you're gonna have fun you uh you're you're not you know i don't know waste uh and i would have enjoyed my early 20s more i think because of it that's a great we all can relate obviously in different ways Um, but um, no i really enjoyed my 20s okay i'm not gonna go into detail but (laughs) i didn't get married till i was like late 30s not late i mean mid 30s mid 30s um, and I'm glad because I had a lot of fun. In my yeah, time. because, you know, just like our listeners out there, um, we might have some 20 year olds listening and even someone like Ben, who um, is just sharing with us that he also wishes he didn't take it so serious. So thank you for sharing that with everyone, because 
my twenties were not, I was a little crazy partying girl. So, um, <laughs> and that's what you should be doing in your twenties. I feel like, you yeah. know, but you have a big birthday coming up in like a week, right? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I'm leaving my twenties. I'm yes. 30. 30's a big year. Congrats. I know. Is it a good year? Yes. It Absolutely. gets better. Should we yeah. tell them how old we are? We're 40. We're 40. So okay. it, it gets better. Yes. Yes. It does? Yes, yes, it does. Yes. yes. I met my husband at 30. My life started yeah. at 30, I think. And all the bullshit doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the outside noise, the bullshit. I don't no. know if it bothers you right now in your 20s, but I feel like it, it does bother some 20-year-olds because we listen too much to outside noise. So in your 30s, you're like, you know what? But you already yeah. know who you are, and you're exactly. so authentic, and that's why you're the perfect guest for our show, because we're all about being authentic, authentic. Yeah. being your authentic self, Yep. and you are the perfect guest for our yeah. show. Yeah, and we I just mean, love how humble perfect. you are. We've read your blog, and even seeing you on interviews, you're an amazing man, and we love how just grounded you are, yes. and... And we know it shows because we've we've read your mom's blog, Amy's blog, in her about journal writing. Your mom is amazing. Your mom is. I'm not surprised how you are, how you are, because your mom. We want to interview your mom yeah. too. <laughs> we would love. You know what? I love her topic about mental illness. I mean, that needs to be talked about a lot more. So for her to just. Put it out there on on your blog. You have so many followers. It's it's a good thing. And tell her we yeah. appreciate it because we both um, do. We both get it, you know. Um, so thank you. I, yeah, I will. I'll tell her right away once this is over. I'll let her still love that. Oh, thank you. Do. Thank you. I was in tears reading her entries and yours too. I mean, your blog is amazing. You guys go to Mahogany Workplace and uh, read yeah. Ben's blog. Ben, you got to keep doing that. It's it's so inspiring. And um, yeah. I mean, we have so much to cover. Okay, so uh, what are you passionate about right now? Uh, you know, there's a couple things. Mostly generous coffee. So um, two years ago, we started a coffee company, which became my full-time job uh, in 2017. But it's a coffee company. It's a company that imports goods from the developing world. We sell these goods in the U.S. And then uh, the hope, and what we are right now, but we're doing it at a smaller scale than we hope to long-term, is that this can be a fundraising engine for nonprofits or social causes that are doing some type of sustainable change in the world. So instead of asking people for money and just expecting donations, we tried to come up with a company that would benefit these organizations that are dependent on fundraising by just selling products. Um, That's what I'm really passionate about right now. It's what I think... uh, the world is going to and mm-hmm. uh, and it's what I've invested most of my time into it's your efforts in Honduras are so beautiful and I love watching you know your posts on Instagram about it I'm so glad you're using your platform to do something so good and you just you set such a great example for every celebrity out there I mean honestly like seriously yeah. I get choked up thinking about like how you you use who you are for the best reason possible. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. And your video on mops to, to mops. I'm a mops mom, by the way. Oh, amazing. Yes. I was in tears. That was so beautiful, Ben. I cannot even tell you. I mean, yeah, I'm not trying to gush over you, but seriously, it's hard not to. <laughs> I'm glad you saw that. The mops organization has been awesome. And you know, I, it's sometimes it's, it's, it's an amazing pursuit, and I think for us, the idea is that we just uh, 
we want to try to do something that fights human injustice. And so sometimes it's hard to quantify and it's, yeah. it's sometimes hard to always see. But, you know, organizations like Mobs and like Generous, even though you can't always tangibly see the difference, like you believe it's happening. And so uh, it's always great for us to partner with organizations like that who we know at least are trying to care about each yes. and every person as well. So, yes. no, I'm glad you saw that. It's awesome. Oh, we, absolutely. And we are cheering you on. Oh, Keep doing what you're doing. 100%. I'm yeah. actually going to talk to my MOPS leader to show that video in our um, um, in our next meeting because it was that powerful to me. Oh, and thank so, you. No, thank you for making it, seriously. And I'm going to talk to you something about um, Generous Coffee uh, later too because I really want to be a part of it any way I, cool. I can. Um, so what is, we were wondering what, um, what's something that you failed at, uh, something that maybe you thought you would succeed and maybe you just came a little short. Oh man. Uh, a lot. <laughs> I, I feel like, I feel like a lot of life, I just got to read a book by uh, Richard Rohr. It's called falling upward hmm. and it's an incredible book about aging and about the process of aging. And, um, the whole book is about falling upward. So like failing upward, that it's a constant fail. It's failures are constantly building on themselves to teach you characters and grit. Um, and so I look back, I mean, obviously like public, publicly romantically, I failed pretty miserably a couple of times, but then, you know, I think for me, I got this huge idea after one of the ones is after college, there was a season where I was like, I'm going to go and I'm gonna move to Peru and start a life down there. And then I got homesick and moved back right like mm-hmm. within a couple months. And, um, you know, then I came back and didn't have a job and I couldn't find a place in life. And so there just feels like there's a lot of pursuits that have felt like they've fallen short. Mm-hmm. And I always thought, okay, at some point I'm going to actually succeed. And what I've realized is from reading the book and just from prayer and talking to people is I probably already succeeded along the way already. Cause I've just kept going. Um, but yeah, I feel like most of my life just consists of a bunch of failures that pound mm. on each other to like build something beautiful. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that with us because yeah. we're trying to reach out to the male, pla- uh, the male, you know, male population. population. Thank mm-hmm. you, Erin. <laughs> and for you to come out and just be so um, open and, and answering that question to us, it means a lot because a lot of men feel like, you know how it is. You're a guy. We yeah. A lot of men hold back. So thank you for saying that and sharing that with our listeners. And um <laughs> It's interesting. I uh, I do a podcast for Heart Radio called Lady Bosses and Men. It's a podcast uh, focused on interviewing women in leadership um, in whatever arena they're in. And we've had a couple of guests. And one of the common trends it is when you interview uh, women in leadership is they're readily uh, available to admit their failures and faults and where they've struggled. Men don't do it as well and as much, but you know ultimately we're we're all the same. Yeah. Uh, and if you're in leadership. Yes. You know, you're in leadership because you fought to get there. And, and so I, I hope that whatever reason, if it's insecurity or if it's fear that men can start saying, yeah, I failed too. And so that we can all start to relate together and go, yeah, but, you know, what, what was the common denominator? Well, probably that we kept going. So, yeah, yeah that'd be great if men felt a little more comfortable. Doing I absolutely, yeah, absolutely 110% agree with you. I can't emphasize that enough during our previous episodes. I've been so passionate about that because I feel like it doesn't matter if you're a guy or a a female, vice versa. We all should just uh, know that we're doing our best at what we're doing in life. And um, I mean, 
So you talk about in the blog how you were dealing with anxiety. Can you talk a little bit more that about that huge. and how you coped with that as a man? Yeah. <laughs> um, anxiety's kind of, kind of always been a place in my life. It's anxiety over what the next season of life is going to look like or if it's like, uh, anxiety over my identity, my worth, my value, um, my success, my family, relationships. Like I feel like there's always anxiety building mm-hmm. up on, on myself. And so – I typically, how I would cope with it is, uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of prayer, but I don't want to just pray for no purpose and just pray just to get mm-hmm. words out there. And so mm-hmm. I think for me, it was meditating on like who I am and and, and what what is my place in the world. And, and that is of a child of God and, and of somebody that has worth and has value, yeah. um, but doesn't, but I'm not the biggest thing out there. And so I don't need to feel like I need to be. And um and so just consistently reminding myself that I am never going to be the biggest thing that exists, that I don't want to be the biggest thing that exists, um, and that wherever my life is leading me, as long as I'm pursuing things that I believe are right, mm-hmm. and I'm taking the next best step, then I'm in the right place. But that, uh, you know, and, and and I think for me also, some tangible ways that I've fought it is exercise, like some of your easy things, like just getting outside, mm-hmm. getting fresh air, taking some time to just be present in the world and um and then to work out it takes a lot of stress away it does yeah, yes it does it does yoga and all those things yeah I'm well, taking a hike hot yoga i mean that's yeah. nothing better than that hot yoga beats me up pretty good that's, hard <laughs> that's tough it is it's it's intense for sure for my 40th we went to cabo and i was like man i'm just gonna do it you know and i i committed for like two months and it but it was it was intense yeah. hour and a half long classes crazy yeah. oh my yeah. god um so the wedding party so ben and i um connected through my brother-in-law seth hill yeah. and tell us a little bit about the wedding party um this amazing project that you're working on with seth uh in back in denver yeah so the wedding party is this wild little idea that was supposed to be just a fun side project that's now turned into a massive undertaking and i'm really happy it has hmm. um so the idea was this, a little backstory is there's two friends of mine um, who are engaged and they also plan a bunch of big uh, uh, festivals in Denver, Colorado, really all of the uh, United States, I guess. And so they're engaged, they have so, so many friends and we were at dinner one night and they're like, I don't know how we're going to invite all of our friends to our wedding, so we might just elope. And one of the guys at the dinner table said, why don't you just do it as a festival for your wedding? and invite a bunch of people and you're good at festivals anyways why don't you just get married at one of your festivals all your friends will already be there you can just they can buy tickets whatever well then the idea through dinner came to well what if it wasn't uh at one of your festivals but what if we created a festival around it and multiple people got married at once well then it turned into 12 couples getting married at one time from all over the u.s from all different kinds of backgrounds from all different sexual orientations all different times of interest and uh then they're coming to one place in Denver, standing on stage together in a communal ceremony. These people are, are couples who either didn't have the financial uh, capacity to have a wedding, the time to plan a wedding. Maybe they just like uh, one of their uh, significant others was out of town. Maybe they just didn't want to plan a wedding. They just had zero interest. And, or they just want to do something weird and get married at a festival. And so now 12 couples are getting married at one time on a stage. And then the reception is a joint reception where it's a food and music festival and the public is invited in. And so you can oh, actually wow. buy a ticket to be a wedding crasher and come. Are and, you serious? Oh, yeah. Okay, I want to go. I want in. I'm going. 
first in Denver, uh, and it has really caught like the attention of the national press. We've, we, this is a big deal now, and uh, we're putting on a festival <laughs> that so is going to cool. be, I think, game changing for the wedding industry. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! Awesome. And you're you'll be there in person, right? You'll be a part of all of it. Oh, I'll be there in person. I'll be emceeing the event. I don't know yet oh if I'm going to be marrying the couples or not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I haven't decided, or there's probably somebody a little better for that out there, but it could be me. But yeah, I'll be there the whole day, hanging out. We'll we'll have a blast. I mean, it is going to be a very very legit fun music festival. Awesome. Oh my gosh! Well, we're gonna hopefully um, we can yeah, get out there. Yes, yeah. definitely. We'll put all that information <laughs> in the link um, when when the podcast is. Um, posted and all of that because that's amazing uh what is your 30th birthday wish this year ben oh boy uh it's 30th feels weird to me um you know it goes from being like the young guy in the room to no longer the young guy in the room yeah join the club uh, (laughs) that feels weird it feels like a whole new responsibility and it feels like a whole new season and it's the first time probably ever that i felt this much weird feelings around a birthday i've never really cared and this 30th feels like it's uh you know there's a whole new chapter in life that i'm excited for i'm ready for it i've always desired to be taken legitimately and i feel like a lot of times age is a restriction to that Mm -hmm. um and now that's not an excuse and so it's time for me to step up so my 30th birthday wish is that i walk into this with like grace and understanding and joy and that my heart is uh full and i don't feel that, that, that this next chapter uh, doesn't compound on the insignificance I felt at my early 20s, that I mm-hmm. feel uh, more more whole, uh, more whole in Christ and more whole in my life and more mm-hmm. focused on what that next chapter is. Um, so that's my hope. We'll see if it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Plus you have something, somebody so very special in your life now, so it should make it even more more so. Yeah, and I'm going to Nashville to celebrate with Jessica because oh. her brother's birthday, 21st birthday, oh. is uh, March 22nd. Oh so it's one gosh. day before mine. Oh, wow. That's pretty awesome. He's turning 21 and you're turning 30. Isn't that wild? Yeah, you guys are going to yeah. have a blast. Some big milestones. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, so we want to talk um, really fast just about your podcast because we – can we just say lady bosses is like our goal for our podcast. We hope one day that we will be at the same, I mean, lady bosses is amazing. How did that come to be? And this whole empowering women. I mean, that's just, that's incredible. Yeah. You know, really how it came to be was, uh, I've been doing almost famous, which is a podcast on a hair radio for the last year and a half. I love it. Almost famous has been really, really successful. And, um, but, and the, you know, off seasons or outside of the bachelor talk, there's, like, there's so many other things that I really care about. Mm-hmm. And, um, Jesse Draper, my co-host on, on lady bosses is, uh, just an incredible woman and an incredible business leader. And so she had already contacted iHeart and had mentioned this idea and iHeart reached out to me and asked if I would like to co-host it with her. And of course I would, I mean, there's zero reason why I wouldn't want to. And so that's how it came to be. The idea is that this podcast would just be a, a, a platform for women in leadership to express who they are, to, sh- to share their struggles and failures, and to give advice to other women and men on how to lead businesses or how to lead sports teams or how to run companies or whatever, how to run a family. 
um, those things. And, uh, and so far it's been awesome. It's, you know, it's, it's interesting kind of the, the demographic that listens to it. I, I thought maybe that it would be a massive success. And, and I think all of us out there as men and women, we need to support each other. And so yes, if you want to do that, really listen agree. to this podcast and give a platform to women who are working really hard to try to do Thank the best you. we can. I love that. Yeah, Thank we, you so much. We yeah. really appreciate that. Empowering women is exactly what our podcast our is about. Um, just connecting with women and all of that. So um, that we just, just want to be relatable. Yeah. Because there is a lot of women out there who, um, you know, social media takes a lot of part in like for us to do better or be better as moms, as wives, as individuals. Yeah. And it puts a lot of pressure on us. So um, I agree with you. Um, as long as we unite men and women, I mean, that is the success. That's the key to life. It's like yep. we all just have to get along. We're all individuals. We all come from God and or, you know, what someone else believes in. But, yeah, so. Well, then we cannot thank you enough for your time. And, thank you. Um, we would love for you to say uh, that you've been mingling with the Mimosa Mamas. I have been mingling with the Mimosa Mamas, and I'm happy to share that. Wonderful. Thank you. I'm just curious. I do have to um... – <laughs> Ask our listeners to comment on our Instagram and Facebook with any feedback. And make sure to tag Ben if you've loved his interview with us.